The FT. Libya has had two rival governments since a militia group from the western city of Misrata seized the capital Tripoli in August, setting up its own cabinet and parliament there. The internationally recognised elected government was forced to relocate to the east of the country. Western governments have been urging both sides to come to the negotiating table to resolve their differences, but as yet to no avail. I'm Fiona Simon, a digital editor at the FT, and on the line with me is Borzu Daragahi, our Middle East correspondent. Hi, Borzu. Could you tell us what's been going on in the civil war? Is it a stalemate? Who controls which areas of the country? It is a、uh, stalemate to a large extent. It's a very complicated civil war with many different overlays, many different dimensions, including tribal, regional, ideological. But I think, in general, you can say that there's essentially three main players. One is the、uh, legitimately elected、uh, government, the House of Representatives, and under their command now is this once renegade、uh, general Khalifa Hefter. Who has put himself under the authority of the elected government? They have their allies in the west, also militias to some extent, but also elements of the former army under Muammar Gaddafi, and the remnants of the uniformed armed forces are also in this grouping. And then you have a second grouping. They include Libya Dawn, which is a collection of Islamist and Misrata-led militias in the country's west,、uh, Tripoli, and their allies. Several mostly Islamist militias in the east of the country in Benghazi, and then you have a third、uh, dimension to all of this: a new player, the most dangerous player. This collection of very radical jihadi militias centered in、uh, Derna now, an eastern Libyan city. There is no evidence that there is operational control of these groups by. ISIS, the Islamic State of Iraq and the Levant, but they have increasingly begun to voice loyalty to ISIS, have begun to carry their symbols and、uh, use their rhetoric, and increasingly use their ideology, their hardline ideology, including setting up、uh, Islamic courts in the city of Derna, imposing dress codes and behavior codes, and so on. And what's happening is that the、uh, Libya Dawn、uh, Islamist Misrata faction is becoming closer and closer to these、uh, jihadis, and this is、uh, what many see as a very dangerous development in Libya. Is it essentially an Islamist versus secular conflict? You can describe it that way with a lot of caveats. Because there are these complex regional, tribal dimensions to the conflict, because of the extremely conservative nature of Libyan society, it would be more accurate to describe it as Islamists and their regional allies, and、uh, anti-Islamists and their regional allies. I think that would be a more apt way of putting it. And what about the general population? Is it divided along these regional lines? It's always hard to depict public opinion in a country like Libya, which is not only rather complex; it's also emerging from 40 years of dictatorship. However, there have been three nationwide elections in Libya since the overthrow of Muammar Gaddafi in 2011, and in each one of those elections, the、uh, sort of liberal anti-Islamist. Faction has come out ahead and won overwhelmingly, especially in the most recent elections that were held at the end of June. And so, given that, 
And given, for example, what I see in Libyan society, having traveled there so many times over the last few years, what Libyans want is their uniformed armed forces to be back up and running. They don't want guys in flip-flops and camouflage pants uh, and wearing shorts holding AK-47s and asking them questions at checkpoints. They want an ordinary uniformed armed forces back in play. They also want their economy to go back on the trajectory that it was on under the last few years of the Gaddafi regime. And it was on a rather good trajectory. There was a lot of growth. There was a lot of investment and a a lot of uh, uh, changes taking place, even in the private sector. And they also want reconciliation. They don't want a uh, continuance of the kind of revolutionary fervor that overthrew Gaddafi. And I think that's the key difference between the general population and the House of Representatives Haftar faction in Libya and the Islamist Misrata faction in Libya. The Islamist Misrata faction wants a continuation of the revolution. They want to keep on purging people from public life, and they want to root out the remnants of the former regime, whereas most Libyans are fine with reconciliation and moving ahead. So is there anyone in the country or even outside who's capable of mediating between these different factions? I think that even now the West and the UN still have quite a bit of clout, at least among the mainstream Islamists and the legitimate government as represented by Prime Minister Abdel Etheni and the elected House of Representatives. But as for the growing and apparently increasingly powerful jihadi factions, I don't think the international community has any sway over them. I think they have nothing but contempt for the international community. In the meantime, is there a functioning government or are there several functioning governments? And is the oil industry still bringing in revenues? At this point, it's hard to say that there's a functioning government. I think things do run in Libya to the extent that they can. There is municipal government. There is a semblance of order on the streets when they're not killing each other in clashes. As for the oil money, interestingly, the uh, oil production has ramped up in recent months, now up to 900,000 or so barrels a day, still not the uh, 1.4 million barrels a day peak that was achieved shortly after the uh, uprising in 2011, but well above the rock-bottom 200,000 barrels a day that Libya was producing during the period of strikes and sit-ins and the nadir of production. In terms of the revenue, I think that's an issue that's being disputed right now. The money is going, of course, to the central bank, and there's an argument as to who gets this money. The elected government, uh, which is basically holed up in the eastern city of Tobruk, or the self-declared Islamist and Misrata-led government that has uh, named its own prime minister, a guy named uh, Omar al-Hassi, that has no recognition or standing in the international community. There's a big fight between these two camps over who will control the dispersal of those funds. But at the moment, who's getting it? It's not exactly clear who's getting it. I think the central bank is being torn as to who to give the money to. I think, for example, salaries are still being paid. I think the central bank is dispersing funds for salaries to municipal workers and government workers and so on. But there's a big dispute over that at this point. So could this situation just continue indefinitely? Or what's the risk to the region and to the future of Libya if it continues in this way? 
I don't think the situation can continue indefinitely. I think that there will be some kind of escalation. Either the forces of the Hefter, the so-called dignity movement, will seek foreign help, get better equipment and training, and crush the Islamists. And then you'll have a period of intense repression against the Islamists and possibly the city of Misrata. Or the Islamists, with the help of the um, hardcore jihadis, will defeat the more liberal factions, and then they will be beholden to those jihadis, and there's a danger that Libya will become a sort of jihadi bastion. And it will turn into something like the Islamic State on the coast of North Africa. And that would be enormously disruptive to Egypt, to neighboring Algeria and Tunisia, which are also contending with jihadi groups and jihadi violence. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.